Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Handy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.L. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic, Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, oh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Andy Sade. And I'm Mike B. And we are three guys on, oh, three and one lady. It was uh, you guys missed Monday. It was hot. It was hot Monday. Heat. It was a heated episode. <laughs> it was hot. Heated episode. My bad, y'all. <laughs> it was a good episode. People are, people are still talking about that episode. They're still talking in these streets. <laughs> still talking in these streets. We're still uh, mourning uh, RBG. Still. Still mm-hmm. planning the uh, the response that can't be done, that we have no control over at all, period. So, <laughs> good luck with that. We could burn it all down, guys. Good. I thought that was the plan. Oh, um, Rod sent me a sent me a text this morning of a tweet somebody put up that I used to be very good friends with, who said, "In lieu of no and fuck, the Bader Ginsburg family has asked that you send your votes." Now, mind you, this same person voted for Jill Stein. I'm like, oh, you you looking for votes now? Now you're looking for votes. Now you now you want to talk about votes. Oh, oh, we're not talking about the Green Party no more. We're done with the Green Party. Everybody just want to vote now. <laughs> everybody, everybody done with the with, what's what's to do what's to do third party candidate? Joseph Joseph Jehoshaphat. What's her name? Joseph Jean. Now we now we talking about now we talking about what now? Now people were uh people were pulling receipts on Eddie Glaude because he posted an article back in 2016. Yeah. Well, I've but talked he has, about Eddie Glaude. He has since I think he has since addressed that but like the in the yeah. era of receipts people skip the part where you say yeah. my bad three years ago <laughs> I, told, I, I thought You're i like, talked about that he talked about it here talk about, yeah right he, he has acknowledged it and um he talked about it openly on on um on different uh shows he talked about it openly there uh right. i remember talking with you about it andy i've talked about it openly and i say i need people to say i fucked up I need you to say that before you start with the, listen, if charity, if you and I are together and, and you catch me cheating on you in order for us to move forward, you're going to need me to say, listen, I fucked up. Yeah. You're going to need me to say that. Right. Am I wrong on that? (laughs) Um, You're probably going to need that or you'll have a bigger problem later. You know, I'm wrong. I'm not wrong on that. Am I, you're going to need me. As a human being, to yes, say that, I got to tell you that. We're going to need it. I think a lot of people have been like, well, we don't have time to look at that. And it's like, no, it's just you not wanting to have accountability yeah. for what you said. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, you just wanting to 
mull yeah. over the thing that you said that was fucked up. You yeah. just want to try to squeeze past that and be like, there's and bigger things. No, we can move on to those bigger things, but maybe just say. Yeah. And as to the, if you're the person who fucked up, you need that to take to hold yourself accountable. So you don't fuck it off again. A couple of things. One, to hold yourself accountable. Two, to forgive yourself of past mistakes and to learn from those past mistakes and to move forward. If not, you're just going to sit in a cycle of bullshit. Okay. I need people to do that. You don't have to be you don't have to be articulate either. You can just be like, yo, this one was on me, guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Throw my bad in there. <laughs> Fucked up on that one. Woo. <laughs> you gotta you can you think I say it verbally. You can just do the non verbal where like that's me. <laughs> just oh fuck that one up bad. You know, just yo, you know what? Remember that time? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. <laughs> I think though that if you're talking about the spirit of forgiveness. At some point, maybe not immediately, but maybe at some point down the line, you as the forgiver, let's say, will have to accept that what this person has said, their little half apology, is the maximum they're going to give. Yeah. So you have to come to terms and accept that and say, this is, I know what they, what they're trying to do with this half apology. Maybe they're not comfortable going all the way, but that's as far as they're going to go. And years have gone by and they will not move past that. And it's up to them to make that movement. So you can forgive and say, and say, that's just the way it's going to be. And that's the reality of the situation and try to repair it. Or you can just say, I still need you to, to close that gap on your end, but that may never happen. I mean, right. you know, that's just the way it is. It's, it's, you're the most you're going to get is like a half apology and this is not just politics this is interpersonal relationships too this is couples this is parents and children this is, you know sometimes people don't get the full closure the, the the ability to forgive fully they just get the okay you're giving me this and that's all you're going to give me is the you know my bad okay <laughs> i have to accept at some point i have to i have to either accept that and accept you or i have to accept that that's all i'm going to get and right. and move right. on you know, that's just the way that it's you, be. you as the person, you have to know exactly what it is you need, what you need. I need this because I'm not going to be able to move. I'm just going to be stewing in this unless I get this. It's not going to go right. Away. And sometimes, so. sometimes you need it. And then later you don't need it. Like yeah. you could change, you know, yeah, like but right now, yeah. <laughs> this is what is needed. So yeah. I suggest you give it up or we're just going to go our separate ways. Cause if you, if you're not capable of this, then I'm not going to bend on this. So we just got to go our separate ways. You yeah. Know, I had a, like I said, I had a dear friend that I'm no longer friends with because he's not, he couldn't do it. He still yeah. can't do it. He can't do it. It's like, well, it's not my fault. And it's not, he's one of those people. They're all, you see him all the time. You can't, don't try to vote shame. Somebody said that to Ray Sonny on Twitter today. Don't try to vote shame. She was like, vote shaming. <laughs> the fuck is vote shaming? <laughs> vote shaming. You don't want voted for the motherfucker. <laughs> Look, if you don't want people to react negatively to who you vote for, don't tell them who you voted for. Mm-hmm. You could and, just be quiet. Proudly, or, and don't, don't try don't to convince them. Tell people who you don't try to convince for. them that they should do what you did. Yeah. Which is it's like you fear fair game now for people to judge you on that on those grounds because you have put yourself mm-hmm. out there like that. Yeah. You know. You know. Eddie Glaude wrote an article. He put his name on it. So right, it's like he can't right. be like, uh, hey, man. That's private. (laughs) And when when Eddie talked about it, because he talked about it before he wrote the book. Yeah. And um, 
he said the same thing I said. Now, listen, I voted the right way. So, and I'll fucking say that all the time. Look, I voted the right way. I did my part. Not only did I vote the right way, never once did I run around saying, you know, they're exactly the same and she's just as bad, but I have to vote for, I never did that. I was like, no motherfucker. This is, she's better. She's, she's far better. Vote for her. She's far better. This is who we're voting for, right? She's fucking far right. better. Well, her email, I'll give a fuck about all that. She's far better than this guy. This is who we're voting for. Eddie said, and I agree. He said, listen, he thought he thought she was going to win <laughs> because he thought you tree trusted whiteness that there's no way because of all the shit that they have said, there's no way they're going to vote for this guy. There's just no way we all thought that. Okay. So what he thought was, well, if I say the same side thing that maybe we can push the democratic party into it, basically he wanted the democratic party to come to where his politics are you know, where his politics rest at, which is the fuck. I see you shaking your head. You're right, by the way, to shake your head, Charity. He wants his policy to come to where the, the Cornell West section of the of the, the black intelligentsia Cornell West section. So he wants the Democratic Party to come to them. I find some of the shit that they're, that they're talking right, and I find some of it to be outlandish, let's say. <laughs> I find some of it to just be outlandish. But at least he was like, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> I, I fucked up. I fucked up. So Mark, uh, real quick, because I don't know about that, this Eddie Lord. Um, what what did he do? You know him. He's on. He's Eddie a, Lord. He's I, I, a I, brother I, who's I, on the MSNBC. Yeah, I know, I know him. I got his book and everything, but I, I don't I don't know this history. What did he do? <laughs> he's professor of African-American studies at Princeton. Mm-hmm. Right. Dr. Dr. Eddie Glaude. Yeah. Highly intelligent, not even a question. Oh, no, I know that. I'm saying, I'm asking, what exactly did he do in He wrote an article in yeah. 2016 about how he's not going to vote for Hillary he's simply because Hillary he doesn't agree with her ideologically. Right. He wasn't necessarily, I don't remember him back then being beating that drum as loudly as, say, Mark Lamont Hill or Cornell West, his, his Cornell friend West. and his friend and, yeah. I don't want to say mentor. I guess Cornell's a little bit. He's a mentor to him. a lot of people. He's, yeah. you know. So, but I mean, Eddie Glaw wasn't necessarily as out front in that yeah. movement four years ago, but he, he was and people pulled the receipts. He wrote an article explaining his ideology doesn't match with Hillary, so he's not going to vote for, for Hillary, you know? Who did he vote for? I don't know if he voted for anyone or just went I third say party. Stein. I want to say. This motherfucker. Okay, never mind. <laughs> or some shit, probably. But I mean... Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I opened right up to it. <laughs> Eddie Glaude. I underlined the shit. <laughs> I underlined the shit. Eddie Glaude. I wish I had learned that lesson. That voting, as much as it as much as it is a democratic duty for black people, can also be a means to buy some time when the choice is as stark as it was between Carter and Reagan. In 2016, I could not bring myself to vote for Hillary Clinton. I had grown tired of the Democratic Party and its failure to deliver substantive policies to remedy black black suffering. We had experienced eight years in power, according to Kanakasi Coast, supposedly because a black man was in the White House, but the police were still brutalizing black people, the collapse of the housing market had devastated black communities, and the country seemed as divided around race as it has been in generations. Much more was required than the Clinton name or the endorsement of her bid for the presidency by President Obama or by some celebrities or the branching of hot sauce in a handbag. I urge black voters to leave the presidential ballot blank. They called it a blank out. If the Democratic Party failed to propose substantive policies to address the lingering impact of the Great Recession on black communities, black people had to wake up, blah, 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 blah. And they said in the essay in Time magazine, 
I amended my view. Okay, so this is where he was he was trying to change already back then. Mm-hmm. If you're a Democrat who lived in a battleground state like Wisconsin or Pennsylvania, you should vote for Hillary Clinton. But if you lived in a decidedly red state, then you could blank out or not or vote your conscience. Our idea was to organize the electorate to push the Democratic Party to the left on racial issues, to impact the delegate appointment for the 2020 Democratic Convention, and to break open the political silence around race imposed by those seeking to protect Obama from racist claims in all matters, a black president. And then he said, with the nomination of Donald Trump, so he went on to say, so I believe because white America would never elect such a person to the highest office in the land, I was wrong. And given my lifelong reading of Baldwin, it was an egregious mistake. In 2016, the 2016 election was a referendum on the direction of the country and on who we took ourselves to be. It was an election about the substance of the American idea of the possession of white people. And I was stupid enough in that context to overestimate white America. I did not realize it then, but I needed to buy more time to fully grasp the fact that we're living in the aftertimes. What Hillary Clinton should have been was a continua- a stopgap continuation of the movement that had started under Barack Obama, the positive steps that Barack Obama was taking. That's what she should have been. You figure she would have served what? Let's say she serves the full eight, right? Mm-hmm. By the end of that eight years, first of all, none of the regressions we've had now have happened. Just none of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of them have happened. Okay. So what are the positive things that have happened in the, in that eight years? Um, something. I, yeah, I know. I could tell you what wouldn't have happened. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Parenthood would be defunded. <laughs> you know, something positive would happen moving forward. Yeah. You know, I need you to do reflection and to say that you fucked up. I need that. You know, I get it. If you say why you fucked it, yeah, you fucked it up. So just tell me that you fucked it up. Now I, I, everybody's trying to act like they didn't fuck up. I don't think um, there was, I don't think um, McConnell would have held out two Supreme Court seats under Clinton. I don't think she would he would have better pull that one off. I think she would have better fill those. Well, um, they would have tried to impeach her. We know that. Yeah. And did you lock up again? Oh shit! No. Hey, can I, you guys hear me? It's, I'm cutting it out. Yeah. Can now you? I do. <laughs> Are you there? Oh, now shit. you can hear me. Yeah. Oh shit. You keep, you keep. Yeah, can it, you not hear me? No, we can hear you. Your video's moving slow. Okay. You're kind of cutting in and out. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't know. That's, I just checked my internet speed and it's really high. Yeah, we can't so, lose. It's your neighbor, man. He heard you talking. I'm going to I'm gonna go I'm out and come back in. Head. I'm going to go out and come back in. Charity, right you back. got anybody in your life like that that is. Um, well, Charity, you got the you got the other side. I was talking about this last week. White folks, yeah, I'll talk. Yes, you you've got that. So I was talking about that last week. That I like to ask. I don't like to ask. I ask white people though now is, what are you doing with the white or with the other, with the other white folks that you know voted for this? What are you doing with them? Yeah, I mean, like so. And I don't myself. ask to start shit. I ask because I'm genuinely curious. You know, right? I mean, I don't know. I've always, with my whole family, since I've been a, a child, I've been the black sheep. No pun intended. But like, 
always being like, what this is, why do you believe this? Why do you speak this way? Why do you say these things? This is, but as a child, as an adult, I save myself the heartache and the headache and I just do not um, entertain it. And I do not uh, put myself around that. To me, that's the best angle. Why would you even? I mean, I, yeah, I cut my, fa- I mean, like for myself as a black person, yes, I'm biracial, but I will not, withstand that trauma over and over and over again just so white people can tell me how wrong i am like i don't need yeah yeah you don't need that. that yeah no and i refuse so and it's not my job to sit here and handhold white folks so andy you're gonna have to stay in constant motion so we know that you're not frozen <laughs> Got to look at the coons. <laughs> <laughs> Doing them little dumbass dances. Did he? Did he get COVID too? That that he's been amazing. Did, they, all them motherfuckers have disappeared. <laughs> he's been amazingly silent, or I might have blocked them. I don't know. Which yeah, one. I don't think I blocked him. I just don't see him talking no more. Oh shoot! Yeah, you and you the host, Mike. <laughs> oh, I've got I've got the power now. <laughs> I may never unmute tech support. <laughs> All right, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear us? We were talking. We we're saying you got to keep moving. Can you guys actually hear me now? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay. Because it's still very choppy on my end. But I you got to kind of hear you guys in and keep out. In motion, so you know. I might go. Uh, like a wacky, wavy, like the little arm tube man behind you. That's there you go. <laughs> I, I, all it's, it's also funny. Yeah, but even your when you guys are talking, it's like it's like screwed and chopped on my end. Oh shit! So what I'm gonna do? Did you is, turn your phone on and just cut out your left? Well, I'm gonna go reboot my modem. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out of this and reboot. I'm gonna Mike B. You're back in charge. Right. I'm in charge. I got the so, show. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make you the host, and when I come back on, you you're gonna. Un, you're gonna have to unmute me, and then you'll have to make me the host, unless you know you want to seize power. Uh, want, this is your chance. What, what are like Donald Trump? I don't want that much power. So. <laughs> <laughs> what am I under indictment? No, I don't want that much power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll be back in like give me like four minutes. I'll be back. All right, okay, we're timing you. All right. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is I haven't seen you know I haven't seen any of the uh, the contrarians. I haven't seen anybody. You nope. know, I've, I've seen them today. They, they just all we're just, gonna call them contrarians. Is that that's we're giving them that much kindness? Yeah, yeah. The, the, just the just the uh, trolls, the contrarians. I call them contrarians. I like calling them contrarians. Um, I haven't seen them today. I haven't seen anybody that normally pops up on my political posts popped up when I said, "Well, we're fucked." I haven't seen them pop up today. <laughs> they haven't chimed in or anything. So, um, yeah, I, you know what? I haven't seen any of the the Terrence Williamses of the world. I haven't seen any of them. Um, Herman Cain's Twitter feed blocked me. Which, oh, yeah, that's a success. Yeah. He blocked, he blocked me from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of half-ass found that out. Rod had posted something, uh, some something that he that his Twitter feed put up about people need to stop wearing masks. I'm like, the dude is dead. What do you mean, don't wear masks? Because, <laughs> yeah. because of not wearing the mask. Yeah, the dude is dead. Who's running this feed? You know, and then I—that's when I found out I was blocked. Did Did y'all see the? Okay, I I I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding um um, I can't find the right word. Unemotional. Like, that's, 
Okay. All right. So you I was emotional. You can be emotional. I, I, I was on YouTube and I ran across the Herman Cain um, funeral on YouTube. <laughs> it, it was the saddest funeral, not in terms of him dying sad, but it's like, man, that dude rode for Trump for so long and all he got was a Wi-Fi funeral. <laughs> like, it, he didn't get like the John Lewis type funeral. He didn't get the... He didn't deserve a John Lewis funeral. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it was like, you would think... Right, he put Rush. He gave Rush Limbaugh the Medal of Freedom. You would think he would have gave Herman Cain something like flags half bass or something. Why would we think that though? Why he's <laughs> there? He's just a ploy to like weaponize. Talk about that dude. <laughs> you know why? He don't give a. Fuck. We're lucky that he didn't just put him in a big shoebox and <laughs> yeah, bury his ass out back. <laughs> just bury him out back in the garden. <laughs> just <laughs> quit fucking, quit fucking around. Don't don't dig up them petunias or whatever the fuck those are. Just put them over there in that corner. Put them by the compost heap. Put them by the compost heap. You would think would give him like even Fox News didn't cover it. It was just on YouTube, like just on the YouTube. Just you know, and they had like fifty five thousand. Well, bits. look, I'm gonna be honest. We we kicked it around at the show, and mm-hmm. uh, they're like, "Are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna cover his death?" And I was like, "No." and the reason why i said no is is for me i was like um i don't think we should cover it what what did he do what did he do he Hmm. was a businessman who had an unsuccessful run for the presidency and became a punchline yep so what what are we writing about yeah and the and a great jeff because yeah you know so what are we what are we writing about i don't there's nothing for us to really write now that's on our side on their side, I mean, he was supposed to be they they one of them. That's what I'm getting. Think they would have something to say. I don't got nothing to say. You think they would have something to say? I'm not gonna write about you just because you're black. That's not enough for me. Yeah. You don't, you don't really do so. <laughs> you but, didn't do anything. But Randolph, he was the black guy. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey man, shouldn't have died at the same around the time John Lewis died. That's all I got to tell you, dog. You don't compete. You don't oh. compete with that. <laughs> you know, like sorry, John, you don't you don't compete with that. Sorry, you did some shit. You he, had did. A, he had like a ten day funeral. John Lewis, it was like a fifteen day funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he he deserved it. I mean, he was out in them streets the day before he died. He was out in them streets. So you know, I don't. And now Herman Cain's fucking Twitter feed is. I'm like, who the fuck? <laughs> Is coming from beyond the grave. Has this dude fucking talking to us? Why does telling why? us not to wear masks? By the way, he probably left it to Donald Trump to run once he died, and so it's just Donald jumping back. It's, it's not. It's not quite crazy enough. That's the thing. It's not quite crazy enough. I thought it was his daughter. I mean, maybe I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Look at the cuddles. Yeah, no, that and then. The other dudes, the Terrence Williams and them, and the, I don't know, they are all gone. You ain't heard not not one of them speak out. He hey. tried to that day afterward, that like them two days afterwards, he was getting tore up. Yeah. And then that motherfucker went to ground. He's like, I ain't got shit to say. I ain't got shit else to say about this. He was, but he was the main one. He was in the like this <laughs> with the with the red hat. My charity dance <laughs> in the red hat. Ooh, that's not my dance. No, that motherfucker had his phone. I did. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? Look at the coons. <laughs> got got a good picture. Got a good picture of Herman Cain. Got yep. A good, got the guts. The reason why everybody got yeah. the picture of Herman Cain 
It's because of him. You welcome. And you know, you know what? We had okay. So that was that said. We had just talked to Miss Jane Mills in the chat room that day about are they doing anything to try to keep the the illness down? Are they doing anything? Is it wild there? And that motherfucker straight up died. <laughs> that motherfucker straight up died. I'm, I'm not laughing you. at at his death, by the way. I'm just laughing at the whole fuck, man. Didn't it they take the um? They took the signs off the seats in Tulsa because, yeah. like, the signs <laughs> said, "Please social distance." Yeah, and they, they took, took the signs, signs down. Look at Jane. Miss <laughs> Jane said that nigga's last destination was Tulsa. Think about that shit. <laughs> the last place you went on this earth. All the money you got in the last place you went was Tulsa, Oklahoma. But I hope all those black way, ghosts from the Tulsa bombings just haunted them <laughs> and that's why they, they're not alive now. Just, this motherfucker. Um, I just want to point out how quickly Mike B made me the host. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it was immediate. Like I, I hadn't even looked at the screen yet. I was. I already had host privileges. <laughs> I want that kind of power. <laughs> My, my podcast only get 50 downloads. I don't need that kind of stress. <laughs> <laughs> get y'all back to the shit. Hey, I'm recommending to you guys, by the way, speaking of book clubs, uh, pick up some Langston Hughes poetry. I have a whole thing. Full. I got the collected. I just got the collected poems. I just went ahead and bought I the big that. book. The big one. Yeah. I just was like, cause I was, I had asked around online. Uh, Dominique found me some information and then I was like, I was kind of scrolling through and I was like, well, they got all the poems. I'll just get all the poems then. I'll just get all the poems. This all is all of them. I'll get all of them and I'll read a couple here. I so I read a couple every a couple a day. Is that how you do it? I don't know how you're doing it, but yeah, I mean I pick it up and down and read through yeah. it. And I put I had a um in, in high school, I had to do a re- recite a poem uh for my AP English class and I chose a Langston Hughes poem, and all the white people were like, "Oh, America was never America, huh?" Okay. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, it was like it's that's a lengthy one too, and I memorized yeah. every fucking word. Yeah, my father-in-law, hap- out of nowhere, was uh, texting me. Oh yeah, my brother said he's got a completed autograph, complete collection of Maya Angelou. That's the prized possession of his. My father I have a my my collection too. I just don't. It's not. Yeah, but it's not um, signed or autographed. Yeah, my father-in-law was professor of a uh, uh, professor of English literature, and he he used to teach Langston Hughes in his in his uh, composition classes. Nice. As far as putting the compositions together, he was like, yeah, I always taught taught a whole course on Langston Hughes. Because I don't know where he sent me this Langston Hughes post. I was like, you know, I'm reading Langston Hughes right now. Really? I was like, yes, yeah, you know. <laughs> it helps me with my he was thinking it helps me with my the composition of things to deciding how to put words together stuff yeah. like that he's real good for that i've noticed at the turn of the phrase you know i think i've talked about that before I, a lot of people yeah. try to try to mold themselves on james baldwin a lot of writers i'm like you don't want to do that <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to do that you don't you don't he wrote like he talked you don't talk like him so i suggest you don't do that yeah <laughs> you don't. there's only it's only for james Bowen. yeah i suggest you don't do that you don't want to do that <laughs> you don't want to do that you know i think of it as i think it's like comedy andy and i've talked about that a lot in the beginning you find a comedian that you like and you end up sounding like them for a long time <clears throat> and then you learn your own way and then you don't anymore yeah 
but in your head you still do a little bit but yeah. outwardly no one can hear that anymore right you know right yeah you, you, yeah so it's kind of it's, it's got to be the same i don't know if if uh, dominique can speak on that as a writer i think i asked you about that about your influences about not sounding too much like your influences but um i mean it happens it's what it should, it's martial arts the same thing when you it, I know when I was, when I first started fighting, really taking fighting seriously, there was people that I was like, I'm doing that, that right, that right, that motherfucker is, and then you'd be like, oh, I'm not as fast as him. This shit won't work. <laughs> shit. Oh, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> shit won't work. Well, someone told me work. once about comedy, like you don't steal someone's jokes, but you steal their rhythm and their cadence. Right. And you can see it on a new comic. You're like, oh, he listens to Chappelle all the time. Yeah. That's yeah. a David Tell guy, you know. Yeah. And um, there's some people who are more like the cadence is such a big part of the funny that if you get the cadence down, your jokes don't have to be that great. You know, right. you can do the Chappelle slap the mic on your knee, the the David Tell kind of rule of three with the the inflections right. on the third. You can get away with having average material, but they're they've developed this cadence that's so good that you can sort of just plug in new words mitch hedberg people tried that a lot chris rock i've always found is a guy that people don't imitate even when chris rock was at his peak as a stand-up you didn't see a lot of open micers sounding like chris rock because chris rock's bits need that chris rock insight you can't fake that you can fake a david tell bit you know and get a mediocre right. laugh but you can't really fake the level of insight that comes with this maybe like the Baldwin thing you can't pretend no nah, you can't do that, that. Well, it's like Dominique is saying in the chat room, the key to getting stronger is watching and reading others to see what's being done, what you like, what catches your attention and developing that into your style of voice. Yeah. I mean, you can start off liking a Baldwin. Everybody loves Baldwin. Everybody, everybody black I know loves Baldwin. And then not I'm going to write like Williams. this. I'm like so many commas. You're not, you can't pull it off. <laughs> so many commas. Well, to this day, when I'm writing material, I hear Chris Rock's voice in my head. I hear Bill Hicks' voice in my head and I hear David Tell's voice in my head more than anyone. And when I'm saying the joke, I'm hearing their voice. But I, you, you can't see it on me anymore, you know? But there was probably a time where you could probably draw a straight line. Oh, that's Bill Hicks has a bit with the exact same structure, right, same rhythm, right. same beats, different topic, different bit, but the beats are there. Do you know who I hear when I'm writing a monologue? When I'm writing a monologue, you know who I hear? Bryant Gumble. <laughs> I see that. I swear to God, I hear Bryant Gumble when I'm writing a monologue. And finally, <laughs> I hear Bryant Gumble in my head. I swear to God, that's what I hear. Bryant Gumbel's closing monologues on uh, yeah. real sports. <laughs> As the camera kind of floats yeah. into frame yeah. and centers and, in. And finally. <laughs> there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk this week about yeah. politics in the Supreme Court. Um, One thing people I'm aren't here. mentioning. I'll see that anytime you wrap up here. Any monologue I write, I, I hear Bryant Gumbel in my head. I'm like, oh, why do I keep hearing Brian Cumble? And finally, <laughs> speaking of Chris Rock, he's been making the rounds. Trash. Doing it. I wouldn't go so far as to call him trash. Let's not get on a band. Chris Rock beat yet. Chris Rock did a couple of interviews this week. Um, the one that has the quotes in question is on the New York Times. Right. I mean, he's grown as a person. He's really doing a lot of therapy and he's really. 
take a, but I mean, I, you could see that in his last act, that tambourine, that last set he did. I was like, this is like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know. People I were like, it. just because people felt like it didn't have the, 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 the pounds of laughs at his other special set. That's what I think people's problems. And I'm like, he's in a different place now. He's not, yeah, he's not doing that. He's doing something different now. You know, I liked it better live than watching it. And I think watching it, he seemed to be lower energy than when we saw him live. Right. And right. Yeah. I think, we I think rock somewhere. needs to have more energy than that to be at his right. best. Like I always say, Chris Rock used to, I mean, when he was a younger guy, he used to have these moments two or three times in every special when he would get off a huge laugh and he would do that, you know, pound his fist into his hand move. Right. That's how you know he's feeling it. You know what I mean? Let's say, you know, he's like, I'm fucking killing up here. And he didn't have that at all on Tambourine, that moment or even that that sort of spark of his uh, sort Mm -hmm. of energy where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm killing you guys with this. It was more reflective and contemplative. But I think when we saw him live, there was a little bit more of that energy that like, it you know, I was compared to. It could have been the audience. Cause I remember the people around all of us. Yeah. But like when he went into porn, especially like the, this older black woman behind us, she was like, mm, well, <laughs> and I said, I said, now, now mama, <laughs> she, started she said, mm, well, <laughs> and he could yeah. feel that because he commented on it. He said, look, look at all the women looking at me now. Look at him. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he was talking about uh, I cheat on my wife three. I cheat on my wife three times, and he said, "Look, look at him. Look at all of them now." Like, <laughs> yeah. That's where he came up with the bit where he was like, "All the women are mad, but all the guys are like only three. <laughs> <laughs> like, only three. Damn, dog. That's not even, not even that bad. I work at I work down at Kenny Shoes, and I got more hoes than that." <laughs> So he was talking this week. He's been getting interviewed. And the first one I read didn't really, he didn't really even touch on politics. He was just talking about, uh, he was like the Hollywood reporter or something. Yeah. He was just talking about his own personal growth and shit like that. I guess it was in the next one. I got it right here in front of me. Yeah. Um, so he's talking about that stuff too. He's talking about he's plugging the new season of Fargo and this and that. Which I can't wait to watch, by the way. And I'm not even a Fargo guy, but I'm like, I'm watching this shit. And he's talking about I'm pulling up the quote. They talked about performing at Chappelle's house uh when he was there like a month or two ago. Uh um, Tony Woods was there, our good friend Tony Woods was there. Yeah, Tony Woods was there. Tony Woods has been there taking videos and stuff. <laughs> And then the, the the interviewer says, what did you talk about? He says, I talked about our political whatever, America. Part of the reason we're in the predicament we're in is the president is a landlord. No one has less compassion for humans than a landlord. And we're shocked he's not engaged. That's so far, that's that's very classic Chris Rock. Yeah. Um, then he says, did you ever see the movie The Last Emperor, where like a five-year-old is the emperor of China? There's a kid and he's the king. So I'm like, it's all the Democrats' fault. Because you knew that the emperor was five years old. And when the emperor is five years old, the only lead in theory, there's usually an adult who's like, okay, this is what we're really going to do. And it was totally up to Pelosi and the Democrats. Their thing was, we're going to get him impeached, which was never going to happen. You let the pandemic come in. Yes, we can blame Trump, but he's really the five-year-old. Put it this way. Republicans tell outright lies. Democrats leave out key pieces of the truth that would lead to a more nuanced argument in sense, in a sense, it's all fake news. Now to me, that seems like a very unfocused paragraph. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He starts off saying, you know, uh, I was thinking as though like maybe he had an initial thing about the Democrats role, but then he sort of, he never kind of shows you what he's talking about. It's just kind of all over the place. The Democrats weren't responsible for the five-year-old. I think he's sort of trying to draw a line between you knew there was a five-year-old. Well, okay, but what can the Democrats do about that? They can't do anything. You can impeach him four or five more times. You know, what, what's that'd be fine. They could have tried to impeach him earlier. I mean, that was a critique. Why'd you wait till now? You could have you had two or three different opportunities to impeach him. But we know why they did that. We know, number one, they didn't have the votes. But number two, there were there was a lot of let's wait until the Mueller report comes out before we do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Mueller report wound up being a disappointment because even Mueller was like, you're not putting this on me. You know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep order and I'm not going to step out of line to tell you what's really going on. He punted and gave the, Oh, the FBI is running the counterintelligence operation and the FBI now recently is like, turns out we're not turns out that never happened. Right. And so everyone was kind of waiting for someone else to take it. But the Democrats couldn't have been leading that because they didn't have the votes or the power to mm-hmm. lead that. They're waiting on Mueller had more power to get Trump out of office than Pelosi throughout that whole Mueller report period. And then when they finally get did get an impeachment opportunity, they took it and we saw exactly what happened. So Trump's the five year old. But what can what can Pelosi be? charged with in that situation but here's but here's the thing trump is not a five-year-old i mean the the, yeah the figurative five uh, yeah but i don't even want to hear that because that that by saying that you take you take onus and responsibility and accountability off of him all those abilities (laughs) you take all that off of him by saying well he's five basically what you're saying is he's a five-year-old he doesn't have any control over himself so we need no he's a grown adult he, who knows he knows what the fuck he's doing. He knows what he wants. He wants dominance of whiteness, dominance of white men. That's what he wants. And he wants to enrich himself along the way. <laughs> That's what he wants. So to, to say that it's that tells me that you don't understand how the branches of government works, which is fine. There are a lot of people in this country who have zero understanding how the branches of government work. The problem is, is that you have a huge platform. So if you want to talk about these things, then talk to some of the smart people, you know, and get educated. You have too much as Chris Rock has far too much access to really smart people. Far too much. That's why I thought he's saying such stupid shit. When I first read, I thought it was something that was not totally in focus yet for him. But it's not out of his reach to understand it, obviously. I mean, we know he's a bright guy. And there's other very smart things in this interview where he's talking about, you know, the idea of progress and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Stuff that he's said before. Humanity isn't progress. It's only progress for the person that's taking your humanity. Right, right. Now, people that's, framing that's it a as, smart concept that you've, you've listened to other people. You've done some reading. You've thought about it. You put a lot of focus into it. You have to kick those concepts off of people before you come to that conclusion. You don't yeah. just come to that on your own. That's not some shit you just that's not how philosophy works. Philosophy <laughs> works and you're you you're philosophizing, you're thinking, you know. Right. So apply that same level of thought to politics. Don't be so simple, Simon, with it. Well, this is you gotta blame Pelosi. Okay, then you tell me exactly why. Ex- ex- explain and explore that. Why? Why do you believe that? Because it's not true. Well, so what I mean, it's really just comes down to what's 
the thing that you think she should have or could have done differently? And you might have an answer to that question, but I don't think the answer would ultimately result in her definitely getting rid of Trump or fixing the mistake of Trump. She could have right. maybe done this. Or maybe she should have done an impeachment before the Mueller report dropped. She should have done an impeachment here or there. Maybe right. they could have uh, been more vocal. Okay, I, those are all fine, but none of those are guarantees, even close right. to guarantees, to removing Yielding Trump from office. Result. Yeah, it's it's just you know. So maybe I would have liked to see her say this six months earlier. Okay, but that's not. She's not at fault for this. You can't say right. uh, it was totally up to Pelosi and the Democrats. Uh, yes, we can blame Trump, but he's really the five-year-old. My, my issue, my issue is, um, it just seems like there's always a bunch of um, sideline coaches or quarterbacks that always talk about the Democrats. Meanwhile, I have yet to hear any of these um, celebrities mention anything about Mitch McConnell and who who holds like all of the power. Like these Republicans always get away <laughs> they like get away with murder it's like well the democrats do this and democrats do that and and meanwhile mitch mcconnell but who's doing it <laughs> well, when, I, when i read this quote when i first read it i when he said there's a five-year-old and there's always in a the five-year-old is only in charge in theory and there's always the adults who were like this is what we're actually doing i thought he's next sentence is going to be mitch mcconnell is the guy who's actually exploiting trump's stupidity ignorance uh you know mental deficiencies which i think is actually more true much more true yeah. uh, not just mcconnell but all the grifters around trump thinking you know what we're gonna just even lindsey graham all these people like we hate we're this guy yeah, yeah he's yeah, an idiot yeah. they all know he's an idiot too but it's like yeah he's our puppet and while he's here we're gonna get all these federal judges seated um, we're gonna roll back this and roll back that we're gonna cut taxes for our buddies and we're gonna make voting harder and Stephen Miller is like, also, hey, I'm the racist. Can we do some racist shit? Like everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Betsy DeVos is like, uh, here's my thing on schools. They're all just, you know, working their way through uh, via Trump as a proxy to get their power grabs. And Mitch McConnell has the most power out of all that. But, you know, that's the they're leading the five year old around analogy. It goes it should obviously go straight to McConnell. You right. know, but he made this weird left turn toward Pelosi. Right. You know. But I think that could, that lends itself to what Mike was just saying is a lot of, a lot of uh, black stuff. And I've talked to a couple of them intellectuals too, by the way, smart people. Where I was like, what are you doing? Where's your smoke for them? Yeah. Where's your smoke for them? Why is your smoke reserved? But now there is something to be said for, um, I expect more out of, out of my people. There is something to be said for that. Okay. But you ain't giving no smoke to them, <laughs> not not none, not none. Ice Cube, you know what? What's your plan for black people? Say, what's their plan? Have did you ask them what their plan was? Other than other than lies, <laughs> the lies they present to you understand they're suppressing us from voting. You get that right? So what's what's their plan? Yeah. Do you even care if they have a plan? No, you know, I don't or, expect a plan from them. It's kind of like when people bashed 53 percent of white women but don't talk about the white men who voted for trump because they're like well what'd you expect you know it's like well do we even do we even try to lend our smoke to that part of the the, the issue or do we do we focus on the people we think are going to hear us when we 
post our little rants. You Both know? things can be true. They can exist at the same time. Like, right. why can't you, like, denounce one thing while also being like, this is what we could be doing? And they need to exist at the same time because otherwise you're not seeing the whole picture. You know, if you want to just narrow it down to this, like, this is bad, thus I'm not going to vote for this or whatever. It's like, well, no, no, no. In the grand scheme of things, this is way less bad uh, if you just zoom out a little bit, you know, and you have to see, you can't make it either or you have to make it all the above. Mm -hmm. All the above, yeah. And he's too, he's, he's just, I've said before, what makes me happy about a guy like Bamani Jones and, and Coates and stuff like that, what really makes me happy about this news is that all these really smart people talk to each other. That really makes me happy that these, they'll be just doing a, doing a podcast, something like, you know, I was on the phone and just kind of mentioned in passing. I was on the phone with, with uh, Howard Bryan and we were talking about, I'm like, that really makes me happy. These smart brothers all talk to each other. About yeah. about stuff, or how about this? Bomani had Jesus and Mero on his show, right? Mm. On his last podcast. Well, it turns out these motherfuckers have been on vacation together. <laughs> they went to Amsterdam together on vacation. Bomani and Jesus and Mero, <laughs> you know, and they were like, and Jesus, Jesus was saying it's it going on, going on vacation with Bomani is is great because you're gonna learn something. <laughs> and you're gonna and you're gonna get funky at the same time. <laughs> you're gonna do some grimy shit and learn something at the same time. Like the shit like that. Shit, I'm like, and, and rock should be right there. That's what I don't get. <laughs> Nelson George is a good friend of yours. What's going on with you, man? But then that's a choice at that point to not yeah. put yourself in that, that position. Yeah, you, you're, you're not just you're not- stop trying to learn. Well, maybe just maybe not even stop trying to learn, but sometimes it's people are like, I'm not, I don't, they're not pushing themselves further to really like explore and to grow. I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know. I hope I never get to that point, and that if I do, someone shakes the shit out of me. But yeah. I I fully expect someone to come at me behind it. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You better. <laughs> you, you Snatching better. your woke badges. That doesn't make it. Hey, 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 no well, badges. No, Mike, you have at least five. Yeah. Mike, you got about five right now. <laughs> All right. I'm trying. I, I, I just, y'all just, y'all woke me up and I just, just can't. It's, it's a terrible feeling, actually. It's shitty being awake, man. Yeah, it's, Sorry about you don't that. like nothing. You stop liking things. It's exhausting. <laughs> no, you, you stop liking shit. I can't can't really watch sports now. Ugh. That's what, that's what this this is the funny story. This is the fun. This is what happened last night. All right, me and my wife, we me and my wife and kids we go out to eat, right? We go out to eat. As we go out to eat, um, we found out that my son was acting up a little bit in school, right? Whatever. Oh. Yeah, he was acting up. Like the, is he going to school or is he just like on Zoom calls? No, it's like Zoom calls, but we have this um, the after school program. They're doing the, um, you can go there to drop the kids off because just because you have to go to work and stuff like that. Okay. So, I work one day a week in the office. And my wife works the rest of the days. We drop them off that one day, you know, since I'm not there. Um, so she, he was acting up. And um, so, we was, we, you know, we was eating. We was going to give him a talking to. And then I was going to put him on punishment, right? Had this great punishment lined up. It was all lined up. Right. <laughs> I was gonna take his toys. I was gonna take all the Captain America. I was taking all that shit, right? In the middle of it, I look at my phone and and RBG died. <laughs> I was like, you know what, man? The world's the world's trash. Let's just 
don't worry about it, man. Don't <laughs> keep the toys. Let's just let's just have fun. Just act just, up all you want, kid. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I, I, you know what? Nothing. Nothing matters anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm going. I'm going to go smoke some. I'm going to go smoke this new port and drink some liquor. Go ahead and just just live life, son. <laughs> I was afraid. That was you the first the, shit uh, I thought about this morning when I got up. Like, ugh, <laughs> gotta do this shit now. Ugh. Mike B, do you have any emergency Newport stash somewhere, like in case of these moments? We do. We're running low because you run low. It seemed like it needs to come back to back to back. I think that's the problem. That's the problem with it. Was some of this? I think it was on the, for the last episode. It was like people that need to admit that they messed up, hmm. and then we need to be able to let it go and forgive them. The problem is everything that we've been trying to warn about in 2016 keeps yep. fruition. Like once every two weeks, yeah, <laughs> it's a slow drip. Like I forgive you, man. Oh, RBG died. Come on, dude. You, you, we told you about this. This could happen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we try to warn you. You know, like yeah. it's a slow, steady diet of like we tried to warn you, and we were like, all right, I forgive you, right? Cool. Then something else happens. Like, come on, dude. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like B steps outside to smoke a Newport. His son's out there smoking one. Like, well, like. <laughs> he's got he's got a cigarette in one hand and t'challa in the other just uh just smoking (laughs) like whatever it's just you know so it's it's just it's just rough (laughs) what do y'all think of what do y'all think of uh i'm trying to think of a way to help me charity i'm trying to think of a way to phrases conversation we were having about white female comedians do you remember that conversation you it's not like it's any different than the in the scene in dc i'm just trying to think of a way to that we are say, prioritizing and elevating the voices of white women um and maybe i don't i'm trying to, i'm trying to well why are we pussyfooting around it Oh, just because I don't want to put the, I don't want to put the name in that. Fuck it. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh shit. So it's not. It's not us. It's not us. Okay. It's not. It's not our scene. So Dave Chappelle <laughs> has been doing this um, summer summer camp thing. Yeah. Which I already had my problems with, and I talked about before, as far as you know, having these people out there. But he has Michelle Wolf there, and she's in like every picture. Michelle Wolfson, mm-hmm. every picture, every picture, every picture, every picture. Where where are the black women at? Where where are the black women comics? The only one he's had has been um Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish was there. Yeah. Well, you don't know any other listen, it's just it just strikes me as odd. Frankie and Charity and I were talking about it yesterday. It's not it's not something that I that I would. You like who you like, so let me just say it like that. You like who you like as a person, and, and whatever. It just strikes me as odd that you don't know any any black women other than a a, a woman who's who is. I don't call Tiffany Haddish a superstar yet, but she's this close to being one. I could tell you that shit. Um, <laughs> okay, is so, there a chance that he has asked? black women who have said no i mean i there might be that's possible it strikes me as i don't know man it just strikes me as odd that's i just it just i don't even know if it the whole summer camp thing was kind of rubbing me the wrong way anyway just just the condition that we're in right now 
people are steady, steady trying to party. We're steady telling people to go in and you putting up pictures of you of you having this big ass party. Well, don't you think that's going to influence people to want to go do the same shit? Well, they're they testing don't have and- access to the resources that you have, the testing accesses and all that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, because he's been doing this. This isn't new. He's been like, he put Schumer on and he's put all these like mediocre white women on and put them on this platform to like be like, here we are. And this people will find them palatable. So we're going to do this. Like, why isn't Janelle James there? I mean, I just, I just, it's just odd. It's just, uh, it's just, it just strikes me. Is it odd or is it the same thing that always happens? Yeah, yeah. Well, it always strikes me as odd, no matter what the case is. I don't know if it's coming from a guy oh, like right. Chappelle. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what makes it odd to me. I don't know. I don't know. The people that Chappelle has around him, the I don't I don't know. It's just first know, of people all. still internalizing. And, and by the way, head. and by the way, <laughs> I've had this same discussion with other black comics who have podcasts who have also had other black female comedians on. And they all feel the same way. This ain't just us talking. This is a, this is a, the streets have been talking about this for a while. Apparently, well, I mean, it trickles down though. It trickles mm-hmm. down into other scenes. Like you see it when we're here. You see these know, clothes I'm like, that, it just, that just, where there's no black weird. women on your street. Like you, y'all ain't no one black woman unless it's, yeah, it's just fucking, it's just, That's it's the only just, time you don't know black women is when it's February. Get the fuck out of here. Just, and it becomes, around your white female comics so don't it becomes a self-fulfilling thing too because you don't let black women in on the lower and middle levels they never reach yeah higher, higher levels level. so when you're looking at okay who are my famous friends uh who are the high level comics i hang out with the list of black women is fairly short in comparison to everybody else so you look at it's like oh well let's see i i, I never met this person never met that person you know, maybe asks Janelle and she says no. And then that's you're out of people, that's you know, it. so so you got to start with I mean, like Chappelle, for example, brings uh, Mo Ammer out as his opener a lot. Right. Mo Ammer, young comic uh, who has really gotten a big boost from the Chappelle connection. And he's at all these out. He's at, he's at Chappelle's house for all these things, too. You see him there in all the pictures. So obviously, Chappelle has the ability to elevate someone as his opener. I mean, Janelle opened for Chris Rock that elevated her. You know, but in a lot of situations, you're looking around like, well, who are the superstar black women comics? Well, why are there only two of them or three of them? You know, know? I mean, it's like shit. And and by the way, our superstars, they're all older women. Have you noticed that? Right. (laughs) They're older women. And they, they our superstars come from like the Def Jam era. (laughs) <laughs> you know you know what i mean it seems to me like it i was thinking about this the other day because i was watching lunell who's someone i love i was watching lunell on the breakfast club and i'm like yeah she was on she says she got turned down for jeff jam but she did eight seasons of comic view right and comic like, view what did as much for a lot of people or more than def jam did you, yeah it did it, you know it great i i worked with a lot of comic view comics early on and i made good money opening for a lot of them yeah. on the road because you can make really good money opening in a in a in a club or a or a hotel ballroom <laughs> i mean it's yeah. really good money because you put a run together opening for opening for open for cat williams years ago he was called cat in a hat then though yeah <laughs> you know ultimately 
Yeah, Swear like, to God, cat in a hat. Cat in a hat. Yeah, he wore a hat. What are you, what are you supposed to yeah, call it? It had the long trench. <laughs> yeah, swear to God. Open for him on uh, on uh, on Colleen Army Base, Mike. <laughs> we did the NCO Club at the Colleen Army Base. Okay. And Cat Williams. Yeah. yeah years I ago. I don't think... Um, I'll be honest with you. As as a person who, um, it, it could be two things. As a person who books and things like that, you know, so I do this. Um, I could go with the low hanging fruit answer, which is <laughs> he might be asking and, and they're turning it down, asking black women and they're turning it down. Also, comma, if he is asking black women um, to perform, which is me thinking in my head, right, thinking about this all the way through, who would turn Chappelle down even in the pandemic? even then you aren't doing the work to find like okay so if i'm not available to do it i'm gonna recommend 10 other black women that are like black women and other black women that are out here doing doing it it's like so then you're just like oh well i guess since she isn't available we're just gonna go with amy or michelle or whoever yeah and there's a there's a it's danger level to it, but there's a safety there's a safety level to it because they're they're testing like they have resources they're testing people before they let them in and yeah. all that kind of shit. So I don't I don't it's not like you're just doing a show in the park and and you know you're you're being tested and that kind of stuff and like I just I don't get it man. It's just, it's just it's odd. Mm-hmm. It's just I like I said we're not the only ones who've noticed this. No. I, 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 and I had this conversation. I had this conversation. I won't mention any names, but I had this conversation with somebody. I had to. I had to check them. And um, who who wholeheartedly believes that um, female comedians aren't funny, and aren't, <laughs> I, aren't funny. Yeah, and I had to Is check because I doubt it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm doing this with your charity. And so, I had this <laughs> so basically, I had this conversation. And I was like, "Yo, there's somebody for everybody." You know what I'm saying? And it's comedy subjective and. You know, there's an audience and they are funny. I, I There's more funny women, especially black women in this area alone than anywhere else. And like most of them, we all know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you think about the if you if you really think about it, the one that's catching the most heat right now, I'm talking about heat as in momentum is a black black woman from D.C. And the second is Frankie. <laughs> yeah, Paris and Frankie. Yeah, Paris and Frankie. So, so what are we talking about right now? You know what I'm saying? And and Chappelle has access to Wanda Sykes, I think. Was that Chris Rock? Anyway, there's too much access for him not to have at least three, <laughs> at least three, because he had like forty shows already. Well, at I think three. like what I was saying about giving access early and and then building, helping someone build. Chappelle's inviting people to his house, so he might not want a stranger at his house. If someone says, "Hey, let me recommend my friend," he'd be like, "I don't know who that person. I'm only inviting." people that i know pretty well okay but he's had years to get to know people yeah and that's kind of the that's part of it's like and then you're like sitting there like years later going i don't i only know well uh three or four black women comics why is that because you've had young white women or young male comics coming up that ladder for years that you've been giving opening spots to or you know fraternizing with otherwise mm-hmm. who you feel comfortable at your house having at your house but also and if you don't want a stranger at your house so why are black women strangers and, and, and that's that's kind of the idea that people yeah but are also trying to wrap their head around um what's the dude name I, I, or um I'll, ashley larry what's his real name I was, donnell. donnell yeah donnell like donnell travels 
You don't trust Donnell's judgment? Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, Donnell knows people. I know you're not out there like that, but Donnell knows people. You don't trust his judgment? You yeah. bought a hard one. Kevin Hart, you don't trust Kevin Hart's judgment to be like, yo, this person is good. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Kev, Kevin put girl. Tiffany on. You yeah. know, this think about think about this. Puffy had a puffy, Diddy. What the fuck ever? Sean Combs <laughs> had a little had a little quorum, I guess, of people's like, what do black people need to do to elevate, you know, the money and what the fuck ever? You know who he had there? Amy yeah. Schumer. <laughs> Like, well, what is she? What is she doing? What does she really bring to this meeting? What What is she here for? Potato salad, but raisins in it. <laughs> you know, is this is this the place for her? Why Why is she here? And why the fuck does she accept? What? Yeah. I don't need to be there. <laughs> I she doesn't. She. I could see. Like, let's say he he. Okay, so you have a uh, a thing of black people about money, blah blah blah, and you bring in Susie Orman. I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. You bring in Susie Orman, she knows money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that, that makes sense. What does what does what does she bring? What does she bring? <laughs> Other than I like her comedy. Having on Monday about like there are like black women doing the thing. So like, yeah, Susie might know the stuff, but why aren't we seeking out? I'm gonna give yeah, my, no, I get that. No, no, believe me, believe me, <laughs> believe me. I get that. I get that. But you can defend Susie Orman. I I get that. But you can defend that. You can't. I'm like, well, what the fuck is? Why is she there? She doesn't bring anything to this. And actually, unless it's some weird shit I don't know about. Isn't she the reason? She's why not Monique bringing anything to this. You know. <laughs> and the reason why Monique sued Netflix because because Amy Schumer got that Amy Schumer money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and we uh, we all laughed. Well, I didn't, but the community laughed at her. Yeah, but she won in court, didn't she? Just went to some sort of a little settlement. Yeah, she got a little you know? piece of change. And I'm all for ask what you think you're worth. If yeah. you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. I'm not boycotting shit for you. I'm probably not going to do that. But ask ask for what you're worth. Don't just take whatever the fuck they give you. If you don't think you, if you think you're worth more than that, then ask for it. I don't think she's. I think her case is in court now. I'm looking at looking it up here. Uh, I don't know if there's been a result yet. Cherry, you got to go, honey. I know I do. I was trying to wait until this segment was over. I got I got some chicken in the air fryer right now. Oh, oh, what? air fryer. <laughs> you now have our attention, my dear. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not playing that Sylvester, you make me feel that you ain't air fryer right. <laughs> yeah. You make me feel real. Air fryer. I got like the Supreme air fryer. It's the Emerald Lagasse air fryer. Oh, I've seen that infomercial. Yeah, yeah. I've been up at three in the <laughs> morning watching funny. that. Like. That's Commercial was like, look, 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 they're playing, drink, they're playing drinking games in the chat room. <laughs> they playing, we mentioned air fryer. Everybody drink. <laughs> yeah, the Emerald one is nice. It's got, uh, it's big. It's, it's got, it's the huge. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I don't like about it is that it doesn't have like a basket. You, it has like a tray that you have to put. Okay. Okay. But it's nice yeah. because it has yeah. I can Just, use it as just a second. Y'all ain't shit in the chat room, by the way. <laughs> Y'all ain't, ain't shit in the chat room. I gotta go said, check your bingo cards. 
Charlie could have had a sip. Is this a drinking game? <laughs> y'all ain't shit in the chat rooms. Y'all didn't did email me my bingo card. I didn't get my bingo card. Y'all better get y'all better quit. Y'all better leave us alone about this air fryer life. You know what the fuck is happening here. <laughs> hey, 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 Randolph. Uh I tweeted about this because it actually happened. I did play Sylvester. It came on while I was air frying. Yeah, it, man. <laughs> it did change the experience of air frying. It was better. It was better. Uh, you make me feel it's a seven minute song. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it felt great. <laughs> that should all air fry instructions should be the timing should be in terms of uh, you make me feel. It'd be like, yeah. uh, cook this for uh, two, you make me feel. You make me feel. Flip at the end of the first one. <laughs> I'm thinking of, I'm seriously thinking about getting another one, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to sell it to the to my wife. I really don't. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Sell it the fact that it has a compartment to where you can dehydrate fruit and stuff to make like uh, fruit leathers and chips. It has a thing where you can uh, sous vide and like a crock pot. It's like all in one. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's got everything. I, I'm roasting potatoes in one tomorrow. So. So what I did was, um, well, my wife she wanted this. I got the I bought the wrong air fryer, but she wanted this one with the tray. So you. Whatever air fryer you have right now, Randolph, you have to give one, you have to get the other one. Yeah, I know. I need one yeah. with the tray. I was thinking about that. I need one. I need the one that that comes out. Elena says she got that one. The one that comes out. The, the yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What I need. Like yeah, a that's pizza. What, I need that one. one. Looks like that. <laughs> you know, like uh, like Mike B has the Ninja. Yeah. Air fryer oven pro, I believe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but your first one was just a regular pull out the. Basket. Right, just a basket. Yeah. yeah, my brother said that him and him and my him and my mom are doing pork loins tomorrow for dinner because of my Facebook video. See, I'm changing lives over here. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something. No seasoned pork loins. That's man. Which uh, which flavor? So I, I I only did it once, and I got it because Wegman's has like the fresh pork loin, yeah. you know, just wrapped at garlic and herb. Yeah, I and did I've that done one. that a couple times. Yeah. It's like a fresh one. It's not it's but then I got one of those those Hormel like prepackaged yeah. ones. It yeah. had a real like processed taste next, especially compared to the fresh Oh, one. Well, like, that's cuz you went with yeah, Smithfield. Smithfield. That's the okay. one to go with. See, Smithfield. I didn't I didn't like the the processed yeah. kind of. Yeah, go with this go with the Smithfield and okay. uh I've done the garlic and I've done the mesquite barbecue now. Yeah, okay. Uh they're both good. Yeah. It's usually it's about 20 minutes at 400, flip it at 10. Yeah, uh, I'm a little shaky on the timing, so I would say 25 minutes because I think you want it to be about 155 degrees in, inside. The Wegmans ones is a good half hour on. I did it on the rotisserie, but so they're like that, thicker. So you, oh, you have a rotisserie? That's I have a rotisserie. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Andy a little. And they ain't got no kids. What's where's his a, money going? I have a little. <laughs> mine's not. Mine's not emerald level though. But yeah. um, but emerald the rotisserie. The rotisserie is only really good because I'm never going to cook a rotisserie chicken on it. Because you could buy it for four ninety nine cooked, but the pork loin, the one at Wegmans is kind of thick, so you put it on the rotisserie. the The prepackaged ones are all like thin, so you don't. Really ah, need but you got to be careful though, because the 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 very center was still kind of pinkish. I had to right. I had to hold it up to the camera, and let Gregorio look at it. Like, what do you think right. of this? Is this okay? Right. <laughs> like, do you ever wrap why. it in bacon before you put it on the rotisserie? Oh, what are we talking about? Yeah. I haven't tried that. That's wrapping in bacon. Y'all over here spitting right now. Y'all spitting right now. What y'all talking about? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. I, uh, I got to right. go. All right, honey. It was Thank so great having you. It was right. so Thanks great having it. you, love. 
please be careful out in them streets, honey. I don't need to hear any. I don't need my wife coming at me. Charity got arrested the same way she did. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, did she get a get? Let me see. I'm like, she didn't get arrested. Okay. <laughs> I got pedals, not arrested. I was ready. To, I was ready to get in the car and go ride. I was like, oh, I got to go to DC. Yeah. It's real out here. All right. Be safe, girl. I'll be out there. Right, sure. If you need me, give me a call. I'll be out that way later All tonight. Right. All right, we'll do. Bye. Love you, my bye. <laughs> Please take charity. Y'all, I just y'all. read, by the way, this is a total side note. Um, Ty Lawson and former NBA players trending on Twitter. What? Ty Lawson <laughs> was in the NBA and he got like four Mike DUIs. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? He got, he got like four DUIs. He's no longer in the NBA, right? You're like, ah, oh, that's fucked up. He was a good rookie. I think he might have been rookie of the year. I'm not sure. But um, well, time to rebuild a career. Go to China, right? So he's been playing in China. And then he went on Instagram and he posted on Instagram stories. And I quote, Chinese women got some cakes on the low. Okay. Might switch up my feed. Might switch up my stance soon. LOL. Ty Lawson, as a result of that post, has been banned from the Chinese Basketball Association. (laughs) (laughs) Got some cakes, yo. All he said was Chinese women got cakes on the low. Do they do? I don't know if they know what that means, though. Might switch up my stance soon. LOL. So he had maybe an anti-Chinese woman stance. Is that where they're offended, perhaps? But Ty Lawson now uh, has one more reason to drink because he has been kicked out. And then he on his Instagram story, uh, he also posted a picture. Okay, the next slide on Instagram. Um (laughs) Maybe I could go. I could screen share this, I guess. But it's a picture of him. Looks like he might be in a strip club. There's a girl twerking on him, and uh, he's taking like a picture, like in a mirror or something. And uh, his caption says "Yolo," I guess. LOL. <laughs> he's got his hand on her ass. So, was the girl Chinese? <laughs> you can't really tell, but she. I mean, her skin looks kind of light. It's very difficult to tell because the lighting. Do they have you know, strip clubs in China? I guess they do. Do they? I'm sure I mean, he might not be in China. You know, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would guess Japan, but China. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll see if I can get the post up. See if we can do it. A three guys on analysis. I need to, I need to review this <laughs> myself. Keep your eyes on. About to follow Ty Lawson right now. I don't know if, I don't know if he, I, I think he's been in China too long to know what cakes are at this point, actually. I'm not sure. Well, he's changing up his stance, you know, <laughs> he had a stance and he's no longer, uh, gonna stick to that stance he got kicked out he lost his job over that i'm, I'm looking for saying, the screenshots i don't i wonder if they know what it means i'm just saying <laughs> do they know slang okay yeah i think they know i think they know, they know all the american slang i bet okay i got this i got the screen well, share i up. mean he's complimenting you i don't think you could be <laughs> okay so chinese women got cakes on the low <laughs> I switch up my stance soon. LOL. Okay. YOLO, I guess. <laughs> see, LOL. see, see, Todd Lawson, because he, he thought he would stuff on Marbury. They don't love you like that. <laughs> they don't love you like that, Todd. You can't be doing stuff like that. Yeah. I really see what I'm like, is that girl Asian? She white. What's going on? She's got a top on. I don't know if that matters. He's got his hand on her ass, and maybe you just can't do that. Maybe there's the you know a clause in the contract that you can't be uh, posting salacious things. But I wonder if it's just the switch up my stance part of this. Well, you know, you know, in China, 
they do have that you know their porno i've i've heard i don't know i don't watch okay you don't um, watch that you don't watch that yeah they, they you know what i do they they blur out the sexual they, they blur out the, the the sexual parts like the vagina and the booty hole and all oh they blur it out okay yeah, they blur it out so you don't really see that so you know he might oh that's japan never mind I thought it was that. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I was thinking. I'm thinking. Is that China? No, I'm I've not. never seen porn from China. I might be racist right now. Sure. <laughs> there goes another woke badge. I may. I may. I'm back down to a regular t-shirt. I have nothing on my shirt. <laughs> Think, I'm thinking. I don't know if I've ever seen a. a uh, I don't know. Have I ever seen a? I'm talking a porno from China, not a not an American porn with Chinese Americans in it. Yeah, no. I'm talking about like you know you look it up on you know Pornhub. Yeah, yeah. that's. <laughs> Not, yeah. not that any of us look at that. Not yeah. that, but, but like I've seen somewhere that you know they, they blur they blur out the the you know the intercourse. Well, I haven't seen any. I was told so. I'm gonna look it up right now. Y'all just go talk about shots. You look up Chinese <laughs> porn. Look Chinese You're gonna be porn. banned from this Ch- Chinese basketball association. You keep doing <laughs> shit like that. You'll never get in. Yeah, I'm not gonna turn the screen. Or whatever. <laughs> what did y'all think of uh, uh, Stafford's little letter that he wrote? Who? Matthew Stafford wrote a an open letter about uh, Black Lives. The quarterback? Yeah, man. All right, hold on. I saw the Mike Ditka quotes. I didn't see the Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I'm looking it up. Uh, Matthew Stafford, quarterback of the Lions still. Lions Matthew Stafford recounts seeing racism against black teammates. First hand, he wrote a thing in the Players Tribune. This is an article about that article. Stafford wrote in the essay that he went to work out with receiver Danny Amendola, who was white, one week at a field, something he had prearranged and had no issues. The next week, Stafford showed up to the same field with the same permissions, this time with four black teammates, and was told to leave. We were just starting to dump all the footballs out on the field, and some of the guys were still stretching when a gentleman came out and told us we were trespassing and to leave immediately. We didn't even have our cleats on yet. I remember I was standing there in my socks, just kind of stunned and confused, like, what? (laughs) What? Stafford wrote, but he didn't even want to listen. We were still gathering up the footballs and trying to figure out another spot where we might be able to go when the gentleman pulled out his cell phone. He said, I'm calling the police. After everything that we've witnessed over the last few months and how situations can escalate for no reason at all, and here are the police being called. We were there for maybe 10 minutes total. Nobody said a bad word to him, and he still called the police and told them that we were being, quote, uncooperative and not leaving the property. Mm-hmm. Um, Stafford wrote that his teammates left immediately, and he was embarrassed to have put my teammates in that situation. The only difference is what we all know in our hearts. Danny and I are white. We don't get the cops called on us in those situations. We don't get immediately get uh, called uncooperative. And even if Danny and I somehow did get the cops called on us, we all know how that interaction would have gone. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, uh, that's Matthew Stafford showing leadership. A little bit of growth and leadership. Yeah. Um, he still plays for Detroit, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it's if he's honest with himself, he's seen racism way more than that. And he's experienced it just by proxy, by seeing his teammates either experience it or hearing them talk about it. Um, this is the era we're in where people are 
they feel much more comfortable vocalizing this stuff. Whereas before, I don't know if, if we weren't in this era of people sort of agitating for these conversations to take place. Right. I don't know if Matt Stafford would have ever said this publicly, or if he did, he would have maybe had a different tone. Like, I mean, the guy was just trying to protect the field and he just didn't do his job, man. He didn't know we had permissions. I, I don't know how much benefit of the doubt he would have extended prior to, you know, let's say summer 2020. Um, but I think if a lot of white people are honest with themselves, they've observed things like this happen before and maybe even overheard people say things like this mm-hmm. when they didn't think black people were around and they've just sort of shrugged or thought eh, that's unfortunate and moved on with their day. And, you know, I guess good for him for not having that happen this time or maybe going forward, not letting that happen. But well, he did say also in the, in the article that he was, uh, he grew up in that sheltered white world, rich, white moneyed, white world. Yeah. You know, where he didn't see anything like that. I'm like, well, you saw it, you just didn't see it. Right. Both of those can be true. And that's important. You saw it. You just didn't see it. Yeah. Now you're in black ass Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by a lot of black ass motherfuckers. And now all of a sudden you're seeing it, you know? Right. But you're seeing it because you can't help but see it. Also, it's as you're saying, and it's more visible now just because of the nature of the society that we now live in. And you don't have to step out as far on a limb by yourself and be alone. Right. If you're Matt Stafford, or if you're a white quarterback whose job it is to, give those milk toast interviews where you're just like, you know, just got to try get out there and play. And it's all I'm thinking about. I'm just mm-hmm. focused on football. And, you know, it's, it's, there's this, the bystander effect where everyone, no one jumps in because no one else is jumping in right. to help a stranger. And then when everyone else starts jumping in, then everyone starts jumping in. So it's like that. It's like, he wasn't going to step out when it was, you know, let's say p- potentially harmful to his career but now he doesn't have Mm -hmm. that threat over his head you can step out and if people try to harm your career and say you know you're a distraction to the team the people saying that are wrong now whereas before he would have been wrong he would have been told to you know stick to football you don't know what you're talking about so i guess it's at that point now you know yeah like i said i don't know I don't know what to do with these white folks, say the truth. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I don't know what to do with them. Like a lot of them, I'm like, you know, well, motherfucker, the, the, the shit hasn't changed since, since, first of all, and ever, it hasn't changed. Secondly, where were you at when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling down talking about the exact same thing? Perhaps right. if you had listened to him, we wouldn't be here right now. Well, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't, they didn't have the political, as they say in, in Capitol Hill, they, they didn't have the political cover to do that then. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that you. But that's what a, this is why I say this it's it's not a protest anymore. It's all demonstrations. All this is demonstrational shit. It's not protesting shit. Because you ain't got no there's no yeah. there's no sense of you having to lose anything. Because even now, like okay, so they just Eric Reed is not in the re, is not in the league now. Yeah. Contract came up, he's out of the league. Okay. At least he hasn't been picked up by a team yet. Eric Lee, Eric Reed is like a top three safety. Yeah. In the league right now, he's like a top three safety, and he's not on a team. That's because you've drummed him out, just like you did Colin Kaepernick. Well, did he did he post anything about Chinese women's cakes? 
No, I don't think he's talked about cakes. Oh, okay. you get away with talking about cakes in the NFL. Can't do that in the NBA. At least yeah. not China uh, or the CBA, the Chinese Basketball yeah. Association. Anti-cake, very anti-cake. <laughs> you know, I, he's out of the league, and they were they're talk about it, and and you know, it's that same bullshit. It's like, well, you know, in the league, you know, if you say stuff, he didn't get blackballed when when Colin Kaepernick they gave him. I'm like, yeah, but they're doing it now. It doesn't yeah. matter they didn't do it then. They're doing it now. Right. It's it's clear. It should be very clear. And if if a top three guy gets cut or leaves a team on one day, that motherfucker is picked up in like two hours by another team. Oh, he's available. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> Get, Get him, him the fuck here. Get him. Get him here. You know, this guy's not on a team. And inside of 24 hours, there's a problem. There's a problem. That's that's a there's a reason why that's happening. Yeah. You know, that this doesn't happen from by happenstance. He was part of the um, well. He part of the um the the, the lawsuit Colin Kaepernick was in. That's those two. Yeah. That's his man's. You know, so, Colin Kaepernick did that um that workout. He went down, took yeah. a day off, and went down there to go be part of it. You know, that's his man's. But on the other side, if you want to say Colin Kaepernick is not a top flight quarterback, he is. <laughs> but if you want to say he's not type flight, he's not type flight. I put him inside at the time. I put him inside of the top. It's 32 teams, 64 quarterbacks. He's about a top top 20 guy, maybe 20 and down. At least when I was watching, he's about a top 20 quarterback. Even now, he's inside. He's a starting quarterback. Yeah. Even not playing all this year, he's still a starting quarterback. You can look at him. But Eric, Eric, he's a, like I said, he's a top three safety easily in this league he's a top three guy you know based on his age and his production levels he's not slipping yeah <laughs> at, at all you know and a, and just like colin kaepernick according to reports he's a great guy in the locker room he's a great teammate to have he he, he tries to pick everybody up around him he makes everybody better you know so what is it why isn't he on a roster right now we we now I forgot what it is. We you know he's no Greg Hardy. He's not out here. You know. Well, there you go. Up, you know he got to got to beat up. You know he can't beating, he the, beating the shit out of some woman and throwing her on a bed of guns. Yeah, no, he's no Greg Caruth or anything. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's no Greg Caruth. I mean. Well, I I think it's the way it has gone a lot is the the people who are the early agitators don't reap the benefits of their agitation. That's just the way it always goes. Like, you know, all these, like Matthew Stafford, it's the end of his players for being thing. Um, ask yourself hard questions, but more than anything, listen, it's time. Why is it time now? now? Why wasn't it time four years ago? <laughs> Who gets to determine when, when it's the right time? Cause you didn't, you wanted to wait until now. So, but if you look historically, the, the people who agitated early for a lot of progress didn't actually get to reap the benefits of it, you know? They're put on pedestals later, but they had hard, shitty lives after they mm -hmm. agitated. And, you know, across the board, people just look back and say, yeah, you know, they they uh, they took their lumps so we could, you know, we could get where we are. But why can't you go back and make it whole with them? Right. You know? Right. Why is it so bad? If it's really time, then what's the harm in even working out Colin Kaepernick? Bring him in for a. a I think the the harm is he comes in, he works out, and he has an he has an excellent workout. 
you know, the harm is not that he'll have a bad workout. The harm is that right. he'll have a great workout. Yeah. Then that, that gives lie to sports is a meritocracy. No, it's not. Right. <laughs> you know, or it's not, it can't, it clearly can't be because he showed in that workout that dude dropped what a 60 yard bomb right on the guy's numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, and they say when this, it gives a lie to everything that all these people have been saying, he doesn't really want to play. He's not even in shape. We all saw the motherfucker when he took that, when he, when he stepped out there in that t-shirt, I was like, God. Yeah. <laughs> it ran off freeze right there. That was a, that was a hard freeze. <laughs> Just froze. Um, yeah. Um, it's the, uh, I missed that screenshot ability. I missed that screenshot. <laughs> oh, you can take a screenshot. I can take one. Oh, now you're back. Oh, I thought y'all froze. Somebody froze. No, you froze. So you froze. Okay. You On me. our end, you froze. Yeah. Now I say my connection is unstable. Let me change my internet. Yeah, see, I got the unstable connection thing earlier. That's what it was saying to me. I mean, the NFL literally was pulling quarterbacks from that was coaching high school um, football. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it was like, <laughs> hey man, yeah, uh, you yeah, uh, you got your cleats. Come on in. One, one guy working at um at Famous Dave's Barbecue. He was there like, hey, what you doing? <laughs> you ain't doing nothing. You want a quick 50, 50 grand? Come on here, quarterback for the uh, Washington football team. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You, you're yeah. good. He he had just put on Instagram. Famous Dave's now has cakes. <laughs> Famous cakes. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, you could see clearly at that workout that he was good to go. He he could sign with any team right now. And if you really think about it, he's still a better quarterback. He's still a better quarterback than I don't know how many football teams out there right now. I can't watch football like that. But he's better than seventy five percent of them. Well, at least at least in a backup role. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, but not even the backup. I think he can still start. Well, starting is a whole thing because you got to learn the offense, and that takes sometimes a year, et cetera, et cetera. But he's talented enough. Yeah. The question is, <clears throat> if he's a backup, you know, if can he come in and produce better than some of the backups in the league right now? The answer is obviously yes. Yeah. And if he's a starter, then you got to. It would be very unfair to bring him in mid-season and say, "Go start for our team." Yeah. Um, that's just not how football works. Then he'll look bad and people will say, see, I told you. Yeah. But if you really wanted to give him a shot, you would have signed him in February, had him all for throughout the mini camps or whatever camps looked like because of COVID and training camp to get acclimated, work out with the receivers, go to a field with his receivers, the way Matt Stafford tried to do to work out with him, develop the chemistry. That's a fair shot, you know? Yeah. Right. And that takes commitment going back months and months and months. And now, since all this it's time shit just started, maybe next season he gets that. But right now, I don't, you know, I, it's not fair to him. I'd like to see him be brought in, but it wouldn't be fair to him to say, hey, come in, right. start next week. I, I wouldn't even want to come back because at this point, what is he, 31, 32? Yeah, he might be 33. I don't know. Yeah. So you're looking at, they wasted at least four or five years of his career. Um, right. <laughs> so he's 32. 32. So, okay. Well, in November, awesome. he turns he turns thirty three on election day. <laughs> so then, on, then on top of that, I'm listed at two thirty five. And then on top of that, too, um, why would he come back and put his mo- put his body through all of that when he's making more money for not playing now? That I don't know, man. It's, it's you know he's a football player. It's what he's ever done. He wants to play at the highest level. I mean, I don't care what his reasons are. Yeah, You know, if he wants to play, then that's fine with me. If he doesn't want to play, that's fine with me also. What I do care about is that don't tell me that these things are meritocracy when they're clearly not. You're, you're, 
pissing on me and telling this rain. I know what the fuck the truth is. You've revealed that, that it's, it's not really a meritocracy. Yeah. You know? So stop saying it, <laughs> you know, for a guy like Stafford now, is he now at, th- at the same threats that Eric, Eric and Colin had the threat of losing your job? No, Eric Reed. No, he's not at that threat. Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell said, sorry, guys, just give, just give them some snack. <laughs> Owners didn't, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I have no reason to believe that Roger Goodell probably is, is upset about, you know, the direction that everything was taken. I'm like, but you know, you should have quit. You yeah. got enough money. Walk away. I can't do this shit. <laughs> you know, walk away. Instead, you partner up with Jay-Z talking about, you know, inspire change get the fuck out of here with that bullshit inspire change my ass but Randy, <laughs> they're playing lift every voice and sing before they every- are playing lift every voice and sing <laughs> you know and they're playing lift every voice and sing so so we're free we's free now boss look at it this way colin kaepernick's rookie year was i believe 2012 same as rg3 they both had good rookie years they both struggled in the year or two after that got benched for you know, he got benched for Blaine Gabbert. RG three got benched for Kirk Cousins, in and out of the starting lineup, and then Colin Kaepernick did his protest. RG three just became a backup. He's still in the league. Right. He had another shot in Cleveland, got hurt again, and then he's been Baltimore's backup since then. And he's gotten in the game a couple times and hasn't been special, but he's a veteran backup now, who stuck around. Very similar start to the career. And a similar dip, like in that year three, um, RG3 had the injuries. Colin Kaepernick didn't. So you would think he's actually in better shape physically than RG3. So you can just look at that. Same year, came in the same year, ran a similar offense, and RG3 still in the league. Mm. You know? Ain't no goddamn sense, man. Don't tell me it's a meritocracy. It's not. Never has been. None of this shit is. The hypocrisy abounds. It abounds. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. That's that's what really upsets me. So a, a guy like Stafford, good, great. I'm glad that you're you've got some knowledge now. Okay, what are you gonna do with it? Like you know, um, our boy Peyton Manning gave yeah. a gave a bunch of money to HBCUs last week. That's all well and good. Who'd you vote for, Peyton? Well, we don't have to get into that. My what? Who I vote for is my personal business. <laughs> right. Right. Who are you voting for, Peyton? He has plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. You know, you know his foot hurts. <laughs> you know, who, who are you playing? Who are you playing golf with, Peyton? You know, well, has he had the Trump golf trip? Peyton, what, what are your political parties, Peyton? What, what are you doing, Peyton? Well, you know, we don't have to get into that. I don't know why you're bringing up these personal questions. Exactly. <laughs> but you gave some money to HBCUs. Oh, that's good. Great, Peyton. Who are you voting for? What policies do you support? You know, I just care about Supreme Court judges. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's all about abortion, right? Yeah. Uh, here's the article from 2017. Peyton Manning said it would have been un-American to decline Trump's golf invitation. I guess he <laughs> tweet for everything. He played golf with Trump um, back in, I guess, 2017. So like first year in office, basically. It's about America. <laughs> Back in June, and this is 2017, back in June, photos of Peyton Manning playing golf surfaced. (laughs) Normally, photos of a retired football player golfing wouldn't have been the subject of stories, but considering the person Manning was golfing with, um, and then the other pictures of people posted on Twitter of Peyton Manning 
and Senator, Senator Corker joining Trump at Trump International Golf Club. Peyton Manning then went on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, and, of course, Kimmel asked him about it. Peyton Manning said, I heard Arnold Palmer say one time, if the president of the United States ever asks you to play golf, you do it. It's a no-brainer. And it was a fantastic experience. Manning acknowledged a lot of people told him to decline the offer, but he chose to go anyway because it would have been un-American to turn the, down the president. I've had a chance to play with President Bush before. If President Obama or President Clinton asked me, I'd be there in a heartbeat, Manning said. It was just the experience of playing with the office that was pretty cool to me. And I think it would have been almost un-American to have said no. Such bullshit. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins around the same time played golf with Donald Trump. Did you know Kirk Cousins' dad is a nut job evangelical pastor? Yeah, I saw an article about that. Yeah. Yeah, see in Kirk Cousins' eyes, he's an evangelical, whatever they call him. <laughs> evangelical, yeah. He's one of these nut jobs. Oh, very much so, yeah. He's, yeah. he's all about religion. Um, you know, my, my faith is really what guides my passes. Really? God trying to cover the spread? <laughs> Did, why is he not wearing a mask? Did God tell you not to wear a mask? God oh, protects, yeah, he, man. He walked back on that a little bit, but yeah, he got in trouble. Yeah, Don Cousins. <laughs> That's uh, Kirk Cousins' father, Don. Um, I think he's out of Florida. I think that's where he has his little ministry. I'm pulling up an article. Kirk Cousins' father suggests... <laughs> this this article is from 2015. Kirk Cousins' father suggests the devil is behind the Black Lives Matter movement. There you go. This is 2015, August 31st, 2015. And it's a video, Kirk Cousins. Well, I'm dad, sure he's changed since then, huh? <laughs> Don Cousins, lead pastor of Discovery Church in Orlando, preached last week that Satan, like Hitler did, quote, has an agenda and is behind textbook changes, cancel culture, statue removal, and the current Black Lives did Matter just, platform. Did he really equate Satan and Hitler together? Yeah, just, Satan just like Hitler did, as though <laughs> Satan is following Hitler's lead. Like Hitler came out, Satan no, was like, I got to get on that shit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Don All Cousins. Right. Don Cousins on Twitter. And by the way, this article, this quote about Satan is from 2020. They, they put some updates in the article. Uh, Don Cousins on September 3rd, 2020. As his father, I would be saddened if Kirk were to speak of fearing COVID and even sadder if he was fearful of dying. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Two Tim one seven perfect love God's dri drives out of fear. Uh, okay, so and then he goes and it, as his father, I would be disappointed if Kirk failed to show proper respect for authority and others, regardless of his own desires. He has chosen to do exactly what God would have wanted him to do. Well done, Kirk. Proud of you. <laughs> Please call me Kirk. <laughs> What's your new number? I don't seem to have it in my phone, Kirk. <laughs> I heard Chinese women have cakes, Kirk. <laughs> Can you confirm? Confirm, Kirk. What is this WAP I'm hearing about, Kirk? I need to know. <laughs> WAP. Yeah, this article wasn't, this article was September 4th. August 31st is when the writer started with the website. I don't know why they put that date at the top of the page, but September 4th, this is when Kirk Cousins came out and said um, he doesn't want to wear a mask. That's where that all that came from. Well, good job, Kirk. 
Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Where are we at, y'all? Don Cousins. Uh, Don we Cousins. are at uh, like an hour 45. Sounds like he owns a shitty restaurant. <laughs> Come on down to Don Cousins' place. <laughs> we it's pray like over every pot of beans we make. We pray over the beans. It's like a restaurant and a muffler shop for some reason. <laughs> like, You guys want some beans while you wait? Cousins Cafe. There you go. We pray <laughs> over these beans. We want to thank y'all for coming in with us today. We appreciate y'all as always. Thank y'all for sticking with us. Those who stick with us in the chat room. Uh, All through our technical difficulties. Our technical difficulties. We had a, we had a few. Just a appreciate couple, yeah. y'all. Hope you enjoyed spending this Saturday with us. Look out for an archive episode sometime tonight or maybe to, or late yeah, tonight tomorrow morning. I have something for you. I need to put together another interview. I'm going to go walk around the neighborhood and try to blow off some steam. We used to be very problematic. I've had to. I've had some segments on the archives. Like, oh, this will be good, and then I hear so. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Can't post that. Our problematicness was was literally rooted in us being funny, and it was a. Uh, it was far. It was far. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I mean, at times, I, I could obviously chop out the problematic was, parts and just pretend far. we didn't say them. But um, it, it, we were young, you know, hungry podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Now we have air fryers. We're not hungry anymore. We're not hungry anymore. We're eating over here. Yeah. I'm thinking about I'm thinking if I'm going to air fry or not tonight. I'm thinking if I'm going to do it tonight or if I'm going to do it tomorrow. I don't know. I got turkey burgers in the fridge. I got to I gotta cook up by the 20th, which is tomorrow. Doing the air fryer. The date says the 20th. So we got to <laughs> stick to that. That's funny you should say that, Mark. I'm thinking about going to get some wings to air fry. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> thinking about it. I yes. just air fry them naked. Just an air fry them naked with some sauce <laughs> on them, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Nah. You know, that's kind of nah. how a restaurant just drops them in the fryer naked and then they pull them out and, right. Yeah. Them in sauce, you know. So I don't have to, I don't have to, I like them with breading on them, but you better get in this gang, Jane. You better join <laughs> this air fryer gang. Oh, oh by the way, um, like I, I've, I've sent you guys the pictures of the, air fryer coating i've been buying uh yeah at giant stuff. it's called house autry is the name of the brand they have something called air fry coating which only one grocery store in my area has now shake and bake has a new thing called oven fry but, i think okay. oven fry is their air fryer shake and bake coating even though the regular shake and bake coating works fine okay but it's called oven fry i haven't tried it yet but that's popping up in the stores now too. It's a whole revolution. They've been listening to our yeah. podcast, most likely. Yeah, that's most likely. Even Ooh, though we've been getting stuff. clowned in the chat room, they don't, <laughs> they don't like us like that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the, the charity brought it up. We didn't bring yeah. up air. We fryer. didn't bring it up. <laughs> I mean, our eyes lit up. We were very happy to hear that charity has an air fryer, and we want to now trade recipes with her. Why wouldn't I doubt our preparation we? techniques? And <laughs> and now we're gonna Google the Emerald Lagasse 360 air fryer. Yeah, come on, Keisha. Keisha said her boo is about to buy her one. Come on now, Keisha. Join us. Do it. I mean, once you start, look, you can get a good one for about a hundred bucks on Amazon. Come oh on. yeah, that's all you need. But just know this: whatever one you get, you're gonna want to buy another one. Just know that <laughs> you're gonna want to buy another one. I have two air fryers, small flex, and we yeah. see. That's a see? small. That is a small flex. All he, all he had to do was trade two belts to get it. That's all he had to do. Yeah. He's that, got the high end. He's got the two hundred dollar air fry. He went. He got some Coles cash. Took some money off. Yeah. Coles cash saved your life. It was her discount. Like I said, I can't figure out how to justify it just yet. I got to think about a way to just do it. <laughs> just do it. 
right now, just do it. Just be like, look, look, RBG. You're not now. talking. You're not talking about replacing. You're talking about adding one to the family of air fryers, right? Yeah, but I need, you know. I well, they do have I want now. the one with the tray, man. I want to slide shit in. You know? Ninja has a two-basket air fryer, but the baskets are small. I don't need to hear this, Andy. I don't need to hear it. And that. what you can do is you can <laughs> set the timer on both bat. Like, well, let's say one thing is going to take 20 just, minutes. Uh, one I need to hear this. Now he's going to get me. Really? Just, <laughs> it's very sm- It's very small baskets. But if one thing takes 20 and one thing takes 10, you put the time on both. It'll start the 10-minute one. When the twenty-minute one has ten minutes left. Oh Jesus! So they're done together. <laughs> I like, I like, I like the way Mark is thinking right now. It's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Just, <laughs> just, just do it. Man, gonna... See, and only an unmarried man says stupid shit like that. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of dumb shit unmarried men say. Well, if he was a little, if he was like ten years younger, he'd be like, "I'm not asking for shit." <laughs> LA, it would just be a total defiance. Like, well, I'm, I'm the man of this house. Why would I ask anything? Yeah, see, yeah, that's the kind of it's kind of dumbass shit. Oh, do you do like. you ask my permission when you buy all that makeup? <laughs> speaking speaking of that, guess who just called me? <laughs> Is she at the store looking at air fryer? Yeah, give me a second, baby. Hold on, okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what excuse you don't. Hold let me tell you what you don't want to bring up when it comes to purchases. Makeup. They make makeup. We're wrapping up now. Don't want to bring up bring up makeup purchases, yo. Makeup I, is expensive. You have, I mean, that's a sticker shock. Every anytime the man hears about how much money goes into makeup and hair, it's sticker shock. Yeah, Look, I made a mistake. Um, I bought a belt. I bought a belt in the house, and she like, oh, you are we still buying belts? I'm like, you still buying makeup? And then I, it was a, a two hour unnecessary conversation about <laughs> makeup that I didn't ask for. <laughs> didn't you ask. fucked that up. See, there you go, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that's Jay, what I, Jay, we got a crock pot in this house too, but only one size. So, <laughs> see, the thing is, you can't wear your belt on a job interview, whereas she would need makeup. Yeah, see, I, I learned. You know, when I learned that <laughs> in two oh, hours. She- <laughs> 60 minutes in. <laughs> I was 70 minutes in when I figured that shit out. <laughs> Made that mistake. That's all we'll bring up no more. What about that makeup you buy? <laughs> that was on me. That's on me. I won't yeah. do that. No <laughs> you really thought that was the big joker, too. You really I, thought I, that. I, that was the that was the deuce of spades. <laughs> the deuce of, well, wasn't even a spade. That was a deuce of deuce of diamonds. What is this little piss ass diamond? Get this diamond out of here. <laughs> I think Mike though took the right tactic because your wife was in on the second air fryer purchase, right? Yeah, yeah. She yeah, she was the one who was like, you bought the wrong air fryer. Okay. Like, so she, yeah, so you got her so I gotta buy another on air fryer. One? Oh happy. So I gotta buy another one. That's what you're saying I gotta buy another one? Okay, you're right. You're right. I gotta buy another one, I guess. Which one you want? It don't matter which one you it doesn't matter as long as it's air fries. Which one do you yeah. want? <laughs> right. <laughs> It slides up. Let's get that one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I agree. And I think another underrated part of this whole air fryer thing is we're not just trading recipes; we're trading seasonings. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a big that's a big. Part what are you putting of, on yours? At all. Yeah. <laughs> I bought Lowry's seasoned pepper the other day. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> that's a thing. I bought two. I bought two beat, beat thermometers. I would never two. buy. Yeah. I got two because I thought my first one broke. Turns out it was just wet. Yeah, I'm about to I'm about to get another one, a digital one. That'll be three from me. Look yeah, at y'all. I, got, I gotta go. I got groceries. I gotta bring in. How's <laughs> that call right. was? So I guess I, I gotta I, figure out. I, did, I didn't have my enthusiasm at all, Jane. I, I I was like, oh really? A second air fryer? Let's talk about it. Uh, Mark said, look up <laughs> with a big ass smile. <laughs> <laughs> Mark said, look up flavor God seasoning. Uh, yeah, you know what? Kohl's sells air fryers and makeup. It's 
perfect for both people. That's a perfect spot. Y'all just go in and you peel off like the Blue Angels. One goes one way, (laughs) one goes the other. (laughs) We'll meet up at the counter. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for coming in with us. As as always, we appreciate y'all. And uh, we appreciate y'all for indulging us this talk. Y'all stay safe in this RGB, RG, I'm about to say, I'm about to say RBG3. <laughs> Ruth Bader gets back to third. In this Ruth Bader-less world, y'all stay safe. All right, let's wrap this up. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Mike B. Be sure to put some money on Charity Sade's Venmo. She's out in these streets. We're three guys on, and we are out. <laughs>